There have been some extraordinary events taking place on the earth as the result of intercessory prayer. You know, even as I speak, a days-long spontaneous revival is broken out at Asbury University in Kentucky. No big bells or whistles, no bright lights, stage smoke, or fancy licks on the guitar. Just a regular one-hour student chapel service that began on February 8th and is still going strong with no end in sight. Hi everyone, I'm Bill Nordstrom and welcome to the program today. People say it's hard to describe why this is happening or what's caused a simple prayer meeting to go on and on and on. It doesn't usually happen, but they suggest the reason is very simple, yet profound. The Spirit of the Lord is in the place. Might we suggest there's more to come? If ever there was a time in this discombobulated world when young adults, a generation that's seeking answers for what God plans for the near future, it's right now. The gatherings come at a time when many young Americans have lost faith in organized religion, with a recent study finding that 43% of adults under 30 say they never attend a service. God greatly values the mystery of prayer and intercession and the people who are willing to cry out to him until he marks a turning point in a critical state of affairs on earth and also in heaven. Certainly, it's it's proved to be a divine testing to the nations throughout the ages, and it's going to continue to be until the coming of the day of the Lord, and uh, that might not be too far away. I believe God's showing us something of the the mystery of intercession, that it's a gifting of the Holy Spirit ignited by the Spirit, and flesh really, really doesn't have any kind of a role in that kind of a quickening. If we check out Daniel 9 and 10, we see one of the most powerful expressions of intercession. In Daniel 9, 2, the prophet Daniel, he, he's reading the writings of yet another prophet, Jeremiah. And he comes to the conclusion, Israel's 70-year season of covenant discipline in Babylon, that season was up. And here's what he does. Here's what Daniel does. Daniel went out and kicked up a a couple of cartwheels and and shouted, we're finally free from the rooftops. No, (laughs) that isn't what Daniel did. Listen to what Daniel did. He, He turned his face to the Lord God, seeking him by prayer and pleas for mercy with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. This was much more than a Daniel fast, as we would call it in our day. You know, cut a few calories out and a few goodies and leave them to the side. This was the prophet's determination to spend inordinate amounts of time in prayer and in the presence of God, praying and confessing his sins and and the sins of his people. Daniel wasn't celebrating the 70-year captivity was coming to an end. He fully understood that if his people were going to keep the supernatural release from bondage, a significant shift in their prayer lives was going to be a critical must. Daniel's spiritual arrest by the Holy Spirit over two millennia ago, it shed some significant light on our 21st century church and what we can come to expect with increasing frequency. 
The church in the final days of this age will be so equipped with the fullness of the Spirit and the knowledge of the holy, its intercessory travail will bypass the flesh and be handed off directly to Jesus, who's our chief intercessor, and passed on to the attentive ear of God himself. Beloved, that's the kind of prayer that'll move heaven and earth. As the kids would say, are we there yet? (laughs) No, not yet, but we're well underway. You see, God didn't choose to orchestrate intercession by means of the flesh, you know, the self-will, the the human effort. Those kids praying in Kentucky today didn't just wake up on chapel day and decide to kick things up a notch. Rather, the Holy Spirit bypassed their carnality, their their flesh, and accommodated their lovesick hearts with a fresh demonstration of the Spirit's power and His love, a stirring and a quickening to intercede, to stand in the gap for needed breakthrough that would come through voluntary weakness and faith. That's the way God has designed strategic-level intercessory prayer. That's the way prayer has a divine outcome. When there's nothing left in the tank, you know, intellectual strength and ingenuity, when they become insufficient, only the Holy One, the Holy One of God can take us to a depth of travail that actually moves heaven and earth. Beloved, we got to grasp the impact of strategic level, coordinated, intelligent spiritual warfare especially as we move closer to the final events of this age. What we observe as the the prophetic download that came to Daniel under much demonic opposition, it's playing out now in this time, in this season, and it's going to get much more intense shortly before the Lord's return. This time together in travail will come as, as God begins dramatic shifts in the cosmos as Satan is removed from his place of accusation in the heavens. Listen to how John puts it in, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they, that's the saints, those praying, lovesick worshipers, and they overcame him, overcame the son of perdition, overcame the Antichrist, and they did it by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. You see, it's a unified effort. Michael's ejection of Satan from the heavens and the travailing intercessory saints on the earth. There's something extraordinary happening and taking place here. Prayer that will continue throughout the remainder of the time of the Great Tribulation. A a prayer movement among a, a body of believers that will cut through, cut through all the remaining elements of the flesh, the veil of the flesh, and holy purity seen never before. What were the words of the man whose voice was that of a multitude, whose hand touched Daniel on this occasion, and who got close and personal with the prophet and caused him to understand the times in the latter days? Sent to Daniel from the the very first day he set his heart to understand and to humble himself before God. Just what we must do. 
It was the angel of the Lord who said, Daniel, I've come because of your words. Beloved, this scene was played out in supernatural splendor in Daniel's day, and it'll play out again and again in our day. At universities in Kentucky and elsewhere all over the world, in small groups, meeting in homes, among a handful of saints in prayer rooms, a people of understanding, a, a mighty and a holy people of instruction, doing great exploits and turning many, many to righteousness, even a number that no one can number from all the nations. Let's pray. Father, this is our request. Let your spirit fall. Even as these precious young adults call out to you day and night here in Kentucky, here in the United States, break in and break through in other places you've marked for an outward demonstration of your power and might. Connect with the hearts of a, a generation who are seeking you even in this hour. Lord, let the fire fall where it may. Allow what you've begun at Asbury to spread globally to houses of prayer across the earth. Arrest us where, where we are, where we are in this present time by your Holy Spirit. Great days, Father, and, and terrible days are before us, and only you can make sense of it all. Father, we ask this in the name that really counts, the name of Jesus, and we ask it. Amen and amen. Maranatha, beloved, I'm Bill Nordstrom.